Hey, Scott. Hello, Steve. Oh, are we using real names? <laughs> I guess that started recording. I didn't realize it started recording. So welcome to episode three of the Nexus of Pop Culture and Cherry Road. With all apologies to Oakland and Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati tonight. We'll feature a new city each week. Um, a, a new, uh, a new uh, cosmopolitan city. We're not, we're not going with <laughs> cities in South Carolina tonight. Oh no, no, no! We haven't forgotten that. That's a big part of the show. Is the the small town? Which which small town in South Carolina are we featuring tonight? Maybe maybe Yamasee. <sighs> You'll have to lead that one. You'll have to direct <laughs> that that conversation. I don't. You know, know. I don't know a lot. I don't know a lot about that town. Um, I lived in Seneca for a few years. Seneca is a good small town, in South Carolina. Well, let's let's hear about Seneca. Uh, it's, it's a nice little town next to Clemson in Oconee County. Uh huh. Uh huh. Here's your here's your bizarre random fact about Oconee County. Oconee County does not touch the rest of South Carolina by land. That's it's absurd. like a it's a peninsula that comes from North Carolina that's actually made because of the the man made lakes that surround it. It's like magic. <laughs> So it's got lakes on on the east side of Oconee County, and uh-huh. on the on the west side, it's um, what's that river? It's not the Savannah River; it's the Chattooga. Okay, okay. So I, I'm trying to think of I remember about Seneca. Uh, it's a nice little town. I uh, did some student teaching over there at Seneca High School. Go Bobcats! Uh-huh. Um, with uh, with Harry Hamilton. That's right, Harry Hamilton. Another shout out to Harry. Harry Harry should be mentioned in some way in every episode to honor uh-huh. him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was. I remember they had a place. It was either called the Time or the Clock. I can't remember. It was either like the Time or the Clock Drive-In was a big, big place that people locals there like to eat. Well, now um, there, there are a number of clock drive-ins throughout the upstate of South Carolina. Yeah, I, I think there's one maybe like near Travelers Rest, north of Greenville. Maybe it's the Clock. It might be one in Easley too, right? Yes, and there's also several in Greenville, um, in Greenville proper, as we will say. <laughs> Is he, um, would you say easily as part of Greenville proper? Proper? I don't. I don't know. No, no, I would not say that. It's like an exurb of Greenville. Yeah. Well, you know, when 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 you're in, like, for example, my my mom and dad live in Taylor's, which oh, I know where Taylor's is. If if people say to me, you know, where do your parents live? I usually say they live in Greenville. Because now, when I grew up, we did live in Greenville. We we lived just uh, about a mile outside of downtown Greenville, um, but. When I got to be in high school, my parents moved out to Taylor's, and that's where they've lived ever since. So when people ask people that aren't from, you know, this area, they ask, you know, where do your parents live? I say Greenville. Uh, but if I'm talking to somebody who is familiar with the Greenville area, I'll say, yes, they live in Taylor's. So it just depends. Taylor's, easily, no. Easily is too far removed. That that, that That's not, you can't. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think Taylor's is just a poor man's career. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's kind of harsh. A lot of people would say it's the other way around. Is it Greer is a poor man's Taylor's? That could be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Isn't there, there's a law in South Carolina, isn't there? Yeah, indeed there is. Is that down by, um, was that down by Clinton and Presbyterian? Yeah, it's it's over in that area. It, you're okay. you're, you're uh, named after Henry Lawrence, um, one of the uh, signers of the Declaration of Independence. I did um, not know that. Yes, yes. Um, 
So uh, also, I believe, if I'm not correct, one of the presidents of the Continental Congress, uh, which were, you know, uh, of course, that would be the equivalent of the executive prior to the writing of the Constitution. So, you know, we've got uh, his son, uh, John Lawrence, was one of the George Washington family inner circle, uh, along with uh, Alexander Hamilton and uh, Lafayette. Um, but uh, John Lawrence was killed very close to the end of the Revolutionary War. He was, uh, it was a very, very tragic story. He was, uh, he was a, a heck of a guy. Um, he drank a lot of tab, and there was a lot of saccharin in that, and I heard that's what killed him. I, you know, I think, I think you're right. Uh, or maybe, was it tab or was it Pepsi-free? It was definitely tab. Okay. I remember Pepsi Freak. Because, <laughs> you know, he, Marty McFly had some of the same issues. He did. So, give you a Pepsi for free? How about a tab? Yeah. They give you a tab if you haven't ordered anything. Yeah. Well, give me something give without something. sugar. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Marty's well, aversion to sugar was. That was yeah, they, really. They never said. They never did they never say really that. They never really disclosed that. So. I'm trying to think. Did we? Did we ever actually see Marty eat or drink anything at all? I guess we saw him drink some coffee, and we saw. No, he drank like a a Pepsi in one of them. I think. Well, it was a Pepsi free. I yeah. do. I love Back to Future. We'll have to do a whole. I could do a whole podcast on just Back to Future alone. You know, there is when when he wakes up. Um, you know, the morning after the you know the events, there is a Pepsi free can sitting on his his headboard was it a white one or a red one it was a red one there was the it was the pepsi free not the caffeine free pepsi free i thought i thought it was i thought pepsi free was pepsi that was caffeine free and then there was diet pepsi free that and that was the white can i think it's the other way around (laughs) this is a really weird kind of uh rebranding and not it wasn't a rebranding but a a new product by pepsi that just was really kind of confusing well i mean was it more or less confusing than crystal pepsi (laughs) or pepsi blue and where is what is Stu doing right now that we don't have more information in front of us that still is slacking off man it's some kind of issues with the podcast producer union they're still working out and negotiating some things well he needs to get things together because we are in desperate need of a producer to be getting us the information in front of us that we need yeah first um, off i would like to thank our uh 11, all 11 listeners of our last episode that is fantastic <laughs> we're growing <laughs> i am i am assuming that this time this this uh after this one will be up to in the 14 range that would be really nice. I think we probably kept a, there were some probably some uh, holdover listeners from maybe when it was uh, was the Bearcast. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're still working under Bearcast Studios. Yes. Um, but, uh, but something else I was going to say about I, I could I could also do a whole podcast of my uh, and I won't get into it now because we kept too much time. My experience is working with Gary, the handyman that I worked with uh, in the Seneca slash upstate area, which was hilarious. Perhaps the, the funniest person I ever worked with. I feel as though we need to delve into that right now. <laughs> Gary? <laughs> so I, I got a job at, uh, I need a job uh, through like the 
Clemson Student Employment Office. Um, I, I, I went over to Carolina Real Estate for an interview for a handyman job. And uh, I, I, you know, I have no handyman skills whatsoever. Uh-huh. So I'll, I'll, maybe I'll just tell like one, one Gary story each episode. So I go over and interview with Gary. Seems like a good interview, but it's one of those interviews that just kind of ends. Uh-huh. Where I'm just like, huh. Yeah, kind of like Jurisca stands. I'm not sure. Did I get the job or not? Do I just show up? Yeah, yeah. So I just called him up. I was like, hey, did I get that job? He's like, uh, what's your name? It's like, Steve, I interviewed with you in a couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, come, come on in. He's like, bring all your tools with you. I had no tools. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh, one of my first job, my first job was to clean up the basement, which is a complete mess in this building. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was, a, that was a total nightmare. Um, that alone could be responsible for all the sinus problems I currently have uh-huh. as an adult. Uh-huh. Um, but the first job, he drops me off at a house. You know where Central is? Another fine South Carolina small town. Yes, I do. Very well. Central's just north of Clemson, and he drops me off at this house that we're, we're going to renovate. And uh, he says, I, I remember I was doing something with something like sanding the walls. He drops me off. He always called me homegrown for some reason. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. right, homegrown. And he'd often would take off his mesh hat, and right when he'd call me home, he'd go, what's the matter with you? And he'd slap me with this mesh hat, which was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, so he drops me off this house, and he says, I need you to sand these walls. Okay, it's like you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. Comes back, picks me up at 12. I'm just kind of sitting in the front porch. He goes, what are you doing, homegrown? I said, Gary, I was like, I finished that job in 30 minutes. He goes, well, what's the matter with you? Because when I give you a job... <laughs> that's supposed to last four hours. You stretched out so it lasts four hours. You understand? I said, but it only took a half hour. He goes, you understand me? You stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was the beginning of a, of a really interesting couple of months with Gary. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. But I'll leave it hanging there because there's, there's a lot. I should That's one of those jobs I had where I should have written down I used to come home every day and tell Brandy a different story, and I, I wish I had written down every single detail of working with that man because it was, it it was hilarious. There's a whole TV show in just working with Gary. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really feel like there's going to have to be more revealed each episode. <laughs> I, I don't want to give it all away at once. We used to, I was maybe think of him as Seneca's wife worked at a garage. Uh, no, sorry, she works at a bar called The Garage in Seneca, which has some really good burgers and wings, and we used to go in there and. And we eat for free. And that was really nice. So that would be lunch break every day. Oh, yeah. Well, we first thing I did. So after a week of and I did not know this prior to taking the job. So a weekend of taking it, he's like, all right, homegrown. He's like, uh, I got a DUI. <laughs> Lost my license for a while. <laughs> so we're going to have to drive your car around. So now, you know, and he was driving, and, and the funny thing was, he didn't drive a truck. He drove like it was like a, a jade green, um, like an Oldsmobile town car from the mid 90s. Because this was 98, I was working for him. And he would just throw all those tools in the trunk. <laughs> I mean, literally, like no toolbox. They would just be like, you know, we took the, uh, we had a sawzall and like a, you know, like a buzz saw and, uh, you know, like a drill screwdriver thing and a whole bunch of other stuff that transferred from his car to my car. But once I started driving, every day started off, you know, he got, all right, where are we going this morning for breakfast? And I would, we would go to Burger King, McDonald's. That was always the first thing we did was we had to eat breakfast somewhere. Uh-huh. Followed by a trip to local Ace Hardware in Clemson. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shout out to Ace Hardware in Clemson. Yep. Uh, 
And then we would go uh, kind of mill about thinking about where we might need to go, planning out the day. And maybe we'd get star work around 10, 1030. Then the discussion would start about where we're going to eat lunch. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then that discussion. <laughs> and so we probably didn't get any work done until probably about 1.30 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And by about 4.30, he'd say, well, it's time to wind things down. And that's just about <laughs> how every day went. <laughs> that's a, that is outstanding. It's <laughs> he, amazing that you have any work ethic at all anymore. <laughs> and he lived, he lived somewhere between Easley and Clemson. Which that's a that's a huge metropolitan area, as you know. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't even know if there's a town between the two. Uh, and then his his dad also will come into the uh, into the story. There's a whole supporting cast of characters, <laughs> and his dad is one of them too. Which I thought is really his, his dad's name was Mark David Chapman, and do you know who else had that name? Mark David Chapman. That sounds very familiar. Why does that sound familiar? This is a, it's a, I think it's the same name as the guy who shot John Lennon. Is it really? I think so. It was it was, whatever it was. It was the same name. I I know the last name for sure. There's Chapman in there. Um, Stu, can you look that up for us? <laughs> Stu, there's 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 a great deal of silence coming from Stu. I think we've stumped him here. <laughs> um, that 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 might be that might be right. Um, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, but okay, let's, let's go with that. So do we feel like his dad was the one who killed Lennon? No, his dad, his dad was like in his eighties. His dad was hilarious too. I I remember, I remember sometimes I didn't spending lots of time with his dad. I'm not sure why. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, this was the late (laughs) nineties. Lennon was killed in the seventies. Right, right. Um, uh, well, the guy's been in jail ever since. He's still alive. He gets per, uh, denied parole pretty consistently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, like sand through the hourglass, Steve. That's all I can really say. <laughs> we used to watch that, Marlena. Yeah. Now that's a whole nother that we. That's a whole nother podcast. We can't. <laughs> can't get on that topic right now that just i remember at the time that we were watching that together which would have been 19 the fall of 1991 yes because i uh i remember a character named john black oh gosh uh and maybe a guy that looked like he was maybe imitating roman roman is that right yes um i remember arlena was deirdre hall uh and i remember at one time he looked at me and and they mentioned the isa and you're like you know, it stands for like International Secret Agency. And I yeah. just laughed thinking you were kidding around, but that is actually what it stood for, right? Yeah, the International Secret Agency. <laughs> I mean, the ISA. I mean, who could, who could, you know, solve all of the world's problems better than the International Secret Agency? Now, it sounds like tonight you're calling us from a payphone. Are you calling from a payphone tonight? Who, me? Yeah, oh, that's better. Yeah. No, maybe I just maybe I let the phone drop too far away from me. No, I'm in a payphone in a phone booth. Um, <laughs> the door is only partially closed, so you may get uh, sounds from the traffic outside. Now, now we've got probably approximately let's see, 14 listeners. Approximately 33 percent of our listeners are saying, "What is a payphone booth?" All right, let's go. Best best payphone booth scenes in a movie. What's your favorite? 
the scenes in a movie. Um, probably. Oh, hang on. When. Uh, oh my gosh, the the I can't hold on. Just a second. I can't hear you. Put uh uh Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I was thinking of too. Dumb and Dumber. And he, pun- and he punches right through it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is the, the best that, that I, I, I had to picture. I could I could see the guy outside the phone booth saying, talking all the smack. I couldn't picture the guy in it. And then I remembered it was the guy that was trying to kill uh, uh, Jeff Daniels and, and Jim Carrey. Harry and Lloyd. Harry and Lloyd. Yes. <laughs> the gas I, man. It was the gas man. The gas man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, yeah. We watched we watched it a few weeks ago, and I I always enjoy watching Dumb and Dumber. But a second second clo- close second to that would be it was either Superman or Superman Two, where uh, he's Clark Kent's quickly walking down the street, and he just stops, and he looks at a phone because at that point in the eighties there was or late seventies there were no phone booths anymore. They were just this kind of in a stand. Yes, and he stops and he looks at it up and down, and he just kind of moves on. It was a really funny moment. Yes. Now there was all there was a whole movie. Did you see the movie Phone Booth? No, I haven't seen that. It was uh, with Kiefer Sutherland and um, uh, Colin Farrell, uh, where a guy's walking by a phone booth and it rings, and it's 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 interestingly the very last phone booth in New York city that's scheduled to be removed Hmm. and this guy's walking by it and the phone rings and he just picks it up and answers it. I think if I remember correctly, I only saw this once, so I don't. Um, And when he answers it, it's a serial killer who has like got him in his sights. Like he's a sniper position on top of a building. And says if he leaves the phone booth, he'll kill him. So it's this the whole movie plays out basically in this phone booth. Wow. And Kiefer Sutherland is only the voice on the phone. He's never uh on screen or he's only on screen for a brief moment at the very end or something like that. And Colin Farrell's the guy on the uh on the phone. So on the uh in the phone booth. So, uh, very, very interesting premise for a film. It wasn't great. Remember? There's a movie that was from the mid-80s called Miracle Mile with Anthony Edwards that started with a, fo- a random phone call at a phone booth. <laughs> do you remember this one? I do not. So, he's walking. It takes place in L.A., and he walks by a phone booth, and the phone booth rings. And it's like a guy from, like, NORAD uh, calling him and telling him that they've, uh, you know, They've launched nuclear strikes against Russia, or they, Russia's launched against us. And anyway, you know, there's like 45 minutes till the end of the world, basically. And he he spends like the whole movie trying to convince people that this is about to happen, and no one's believing him. And, and I'd, I'd have to watch it again. It's been a long time since. I think even towards the end, you're thinking the whole thing's fake. And of course, the the movie ends up that yeah, that's real. Uh, and then, do you want me to tell you what happens at the end? Uh. For our fans out there that are thinking about watching Miracle Mile, spoiler alert right now. Spoiler, yeah, so you want to pause, you to fast forward out. It's a very, very odd end to the movie. They're trying to get away in like this helicopter and the helicopter crashes 
and they're like in some water and then it just uh he says something to this girl um about loving her and then they die and the movie's over it is one of the most depressing endings to a movie i've ever seen wow that sounds very similar to have you ever seen arlington road arlington road's good We're gonna have to do to agree to disagree here. Oh, you didn't like Arlington Road. I, 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 I mean, I didn't like. I mean, it, it ended terribly, terribly. When we tell with uh, Jeff Bridges getting arrested and all that, or that blows up the uh... and everything blows up and everybody dies. Yeah, I just I, thought I it was a really. I thought it was a good twist. It's a very creepy, frustrating film. Yes, Joan Cusack is so creepy in that. Yes. Um, I actually saw that at the, and I don't know if you've been to this movie theater, but it was one of the all-time greats. And I don't even know if it's open anymore. The Astro in Clemson. Did you ever see a movie there? I have definitely seen a movie, and I saw movies, many movies. I've seen a movie there, but I've also seen many movies at the Sister Astro Theater that was in Greenville for. Is, was many, that the Astro? Was that the Astro One? Yes. Because the one in Clemson is the Astro Two. I never realized there was an Astro One. Yes, there was an Astro One, and I definitely did see movies at the Astro. Cool. Yeah, it was so. great. It was uh, movies there were always a dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in in a lot of times in uh, in like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, movies would um, brand new movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not even talking about ones that were a couple months old or a couple years old. Like, would like I remember I saw Batman, which is a terrible movie, Batman and Robin. Um, that had just come out, and I saw that there, um, and it was a dollar. And at um, the one in Clemson, they had the, what they called the college kitty combo. Mm-hmm. And you would get like – it was like a pack of Sour Patch Kids. They would give you a handful of popcorn in this tray and a small drink, and it was three bucks. Mm-hmm. So the cost of the movie and all your snacks was four bucks. It was amazing. Yeah. Yes, we had there – there were similar deals like that at the Astro One. Uh, that uh, that that we uh, we took advantage of quite frequently. My my first date with Brandy was actually to a movie at the Astro. How about that? That has a lot. So, so the Astro really holds a lot of significance for you. It does. Okay. It really does. Okay. You're uh, uh, so. Are you enjoying whatever you're snacking on currently? Oh, that was just some uh, lemonade. Uh huh. Okay. I mean, you've got to keep I'm so- hydrated. I'm sorry I violated your strict no snack policy during the podcast. <laughs> I know what a stickler you are. I'm sorry. Yes. Well, you know, we are 22 minutes in, and uh, and and we still haven't gotten to topic number one. Well, I'm just so, like, I love, we should just call it winging it, because that's what my, my favorite thing to do is just wing it, and whatever topics indeed. come up. Indeed. And, and, and I've, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed this i just don't want to shortchange our our devoted fans uh by not continuing on with conversations that we promise to continue on um because i i feel sure that people remember that we said we would discuss more as far as uh star wars toys goes and uh you know i don't want to disappoint anyone well, here, here's a good question I was thinking about, and I, I don't think we got to this topic with Star Wars toys. What was the Star Wars toy that you wanted that they never made? Did we discuss that? We did not discuss that, and um, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to let you answer that first. 
because you clearly have an idea. And I think I do as well, but I'm very intrigued to hear what you would have to say. Okay. So you'd have to keep in mind that from, so I'm thinking from the perspective of, you know, we were both 10 years old, 1983. Uh-huh. Um, so, one was they never had back then there was no governor Tarkin action figure, uh-huh. which which always seems so weird to me that such an important character in A New Hope. Sorry, I we forgot we weren't calling it that in Star Wars one. Yes, yes, correct. <laughs> um, you know, he's such an important character and there was no there was never an action figure for him. So I felt like I could never really create, um, you know, the, the stories I wanted to. The other thing was m- my favorite scene in all of Star Wars. Is still the very opening of, of Star Wars, where they you know, they blast into the ship, and the stormtroopers are just shooting, mm-hmm. and the rebel soldiers are there. They never made back then. They didn't make those rebel soldier figures, nor was there any kind of playset to recreate that of any kind of regular figure size or in the micro machine collection. And so, my favorite scene you could never. They made an escape pod that you could play with, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I do know that part of you know. Hasbro has that vintage collection, and I think this year is the first year they're, they're coming out with a actual playset that's called the Hallway, and it's from that ship, and you and it's going to come with like a Rebel Soldier figure. So I could finally recreate that. Um, I also felt like they outside, outside of the Micro Machines collection, which came out around eighty three, eighty four, those were some of the best uh, sets that you could get, and they had two of the ones that I wanted because there was not really a very good. Bespin carbonite freezing set to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Lego set now that's pretty good with that. Um, but the what's the other one? So the Bespin scene, which they've actually that's coming out. There's a scene coming out for that that you can buy for regular action figures uh, in a couple months. Um, but to me, my the other favorite part was when they go into the detention cell to rescue, um, and there was never really you know that hallway was like that uh, octagonal shape. Uh Uh Um, and you could never there was never a set for that well they also never made figures of Han and Luke in Stormtrooper outfits right right and you remember you took the helmets off right in the the original Stormtrooper action figures they had no neck the helmet just was kind of fused to the rest of the body yes yes you kind of had to pretend you you would you would tap the figures together and hide the other one yes yes and, and, and always now the escape pod, correct me if I'm wrong, came with a Tatooine set. Which, which, I, which I believe was just a, a plastic tan base, right? Yes, but it had something else on it. Did it come with a cardboard cutout of the, uh, the, the Jawa troller? The Jawa troller? I don't know. Are we combining two sets? I don't know if we are or not. We're going we're gonna to have to research that one. Yeah, I do. I do remember the Jawa troller because that had that had like a little lift thing that you could push up into. But it really was just a piece of cardboard. And there was like a there was a cantina scene you could buy that really was just cardboard cutouts. And, you know, you could set the figures on some little pegs to try to do the cantina scene. Yes. Yes. I actually had that. I had both of those. Um, But okay, so I'm going to go I'm going to go big here. Okay. Because this is something that always bothered me. Then, um, then, then, Scott, I want to give you an opportunity right now to get this off your chest. I appreciate that. That's what we're here for. I, you know, we, I believe we talked last time about the Millennium Falcon. We did. And, and how, you know, it, we thought it was a great toy. Uh, you know, it, it had some shortcomings. You know, the, 
no, no, no pathway from the cockpit into the. Right, that was always a big killer for me. Yeah, and yeah. and it also had no hyperdrive in it. Right, but depending on which movie we're talking about, that could have been true. <laughs> That's true. Um, and we talked about the uh, the 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 on the on ramp, we'll call it. Uh, how it yeah, I didn't. It was just cheap. Made. It yeah, it was yeah. very poorly made. Um, but overall, the Millennium Falcon, great toy. Now, what I was very disappointed in. Because this could have been huge. Because you remember, do you remember when you got your ad app? Yes. Remember it and yeah. how awesome it was. Yeah, I still have my ad app in my closet here in on display. Just, just because the 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 size, the magnitude of it. The problem because, with that was you needed to purchase about thirty seven figures to really create an accurate ad app scene that they had in yes. the box. Yes, that's true. So here's where I'm going with this. Why was there never? a good star destroyer that's that's what i'm saying that was going to be my next one was a star destroyer and remember there was one that was made during the empire strikes back era with the but, the thing that you could raise and sit darth vader in yeah and it was like in the back of it but it was really didn't make sense no it made no sense i, I remember i don't think i ever played with that toy but i do remember it and thinking i was thinking i don't even want this um, right. but yeah i agree the star destroyer was such a big part yeah. Of that, and I, and I felt like Bespin was too, and Bespin oh. really lacked. That was, yeah. and that was the part of the thing was toys back then. Like the the strength of the Kenner stuff was like the vehicles were really good. The X wing fighter was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the there was the de- was excellent. The oh, man, I still want one of those. It's really uh, one of my dreams is to have one of those old ones. Um, <laughs> but the ship. <laughs> And by the way, there uh, you can you'll be able to purchase a Slave One. They're re-releasing the vintage collection Slave One uh, in March. You know, that one came with the Han Solo Frozen and Carbonite. And this one does too. And remember, it was something weird about the way you had to put Boba Fett in, and then you turn something, and then that put him in the cockpit. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. Like you put him in upside down or something like that. Yes, and then you raised him up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which they did a great job of in the Mandalorian, the episode, the second to last episode, where they were on the planet with a was it was it Rydonium? You know what episode I'm talking about? Yeah, um, the, yeah. And uh, when they were when they're traveling to that planet in the Slave One with uh, mm-hmm. Car- Caradun um, and uh, Mayfeld, and you you actually see in there how the the Slave One shifts in the background. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. The Star Destroyer that was. That was such a an awkward. It was such a strange fa- fail to me, and I always wanted I wanted better playsets. I mean, I had I, I was really excited. I had the Dagobah playset uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I even had it up to a few years ago. And I eventually just got rid of it because really, it was really just kind of an awkward piece of plastic. Um, you know the the action, and I know that Yoda was small, but you really couldn't even get the Luke figure inside of the little Dagobah hut. Well, but um, Luke had trouble getting in the hut in, in reality. That's that's true. I, I I can see that. And then they had like a little thing where you put some like boxes and you can move a lever and it looked like they were floating with a force. And it had the, the quicksand was the coolest part on that one. There's some foam you could stick a figure in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that was that was a I, I, I enjoyed that set. Uh, uh, I enjoyed it as a, as a kid, but I just didn't. Yeah. yeah. I can understand. Uh, the, I, I, see, the, uh, I see where you're going with this. The quicksand really was a big draw for me. Like a friend of mine had it, and I had to have that because of the quicksand. But so, so I, 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 you know, I don't know if you ever 
follow G.I. Joe at all. The, uh, the, the, the three. Let me tell you, first off, let me tell you, I'm a little bit offended because I'm well aware that G.I. Joe is a real American hero. Okay. Well, <laughs> that aside. And knowing know, that, and knowing that is half the battle, Scott. Well, it is. It really is. But so, you know, I, I know there was G.I. Joe that, that preceded us as kids, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, the, you know, the 60s era G.I. Joe that was, you know, would be comparable to the large size Star Wars action figures. Yeah, those were um, a friend of mine. He had those because his older brothers had them. Yeah. And we used to play like they had fuzzy beards. Yeah. Uh, that like it, the Jeep that you could put him in was this massive Jeep. Yes. Yeah. Most excellent toys. No oh, yeah, they're re- but, well made, well made. But I, I'm referring more to the standard action figure size GI Joes that came right. along when we were kids. So, okay, do do you remember? And this would have been I, I was I was I was probably out of toys by the time this happened. But do you remember towards the end of the GI Joe era, they put out an aircraft carrier? Yeah, and I've 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 seen one in person, and it was a few years ago. Um, and it's massive. It is massive, and it even had like a little PA system in it you could talk into. So that's what I'm thinking of with the Star Destroyer. Wow, that that'd be really cool. And and not only that, so you do a Star Destroyer, but you also do the Vader Star Destroyer, which is even yeah the the really big one, right? Which is even more massive. Yep, the one that and, has like has the extra kind of layer surrounding it. Yes, yes. Why would wouldn't love- that have been done? I would love to know what, like, the actual, like, scale, like, how, how big is that thing? Is it as yeah. big as Cincinnati? Is it as big as uh, Rembrandt? <laughs> maybe, maybe in size, but not in spirit. That, that's a, that's a good answer, Steve. That's a good answer. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to let that just ride. I can tell you this, the, the, uh, you know this. This we talked about a lot about the Star Wars uh, Death Star playset that we both really enjoyed from seventy seven or seventy eight, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that just the middle section of the aircraft carrier alone dwarfed that Star Wars playset. Yeah, because that thing was so big. There's a great, a great toy store in downtown Noonan called Full Circle Full Circle Toys, mm-hmm. and uh, they had one in the front window um, for a while. And I remember just I, I would go there and just stare at it because it was downtown. Uh-huh. We don't live far from downtown. Just like, just to look at that thing, man. Uh-huh. Uh, and I know it sold terribly because it was so incredibly expensive. Yes. Yes. I, do, do you remember what it retailed? I I don't. I can actually I actually have a book that has a description of it. I wish I had that book with me. Um, well, get Stu to go fetch it. <laughs> Brandy bought me this cool book. I forget what it's called, but it's a book about toys, and the book actually. Looks like a trapper keeper, and you the flap opens like a trapper keeper in the front. Oh, that! I mean, you just sold me. I'm I'm gonna go and find <laughs> it myself now, and I'm gonna also buy a trapper keeper while I'm at it. I had I had a few GI Joe toys. I had like a, there was a snowmobile uh-huh. that I had. I had Wild Bill's helicopter, uh-huh. um, which is pretty cool. And I had I think I had one. I maybe I think I had a Jeep, maybe. Uh, I didn't, I, cause yeah, kind of like what you're saying, like GI Joe came along right at the end of us being in toys. Yeah. Um, so I never fully got into it and I never had any of the Cobra stuff, um, which the Cobra stuff was cool. I always wanted the one called the Hydrofoil. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no one ever was killed in G.I. Joe. Every every time a Cobra pilot was shot down and see a parachute come out. Um, I, think they, was, I think that was based on the A-Team. Yes. The A-Team with their, with their wood paneling machine guns. And the our, there was an episode of the A-Team that, that it really, you know, television was a lot less violent when we were growing up than it is now. You know, there were, you didn't see the deaths and all, all that stuff. But I can remember one time, and, and so most of the time I didn't notice that, you know, because that was the norm. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember one time watching an episode of the A-Team and they were in a helicopter chase. You know, and Murdoch, of course, is flying the, the A-Team helicopter. Can we please refer to him as Howling Mad Murdoch? Yes, Howling Mad Murdoch is flying the A-Team's helicopter. And the bad guys, like, crash into the side of a cliff. <laughs> and their helicopter explodes. And then they show the guys, like, dropping to the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, and even then as a kid, I'm thinking, there's no way. And you're also thinking, hey, that same exact scene was used in an episode of The Fall Guy. Yes. Yes. Which, by the way, I I mean, no disrespect to the A-Team or The Fall Guy, two wonderful shows. I I really love the A-Team. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Season season one and season two of the A-Team is outstanding. Now, -hmm. when they get into season three, when they finally get caught... And now at one point they end up working for Robert Vaughn, I think is the actor's name. Uh, and like they're working for the government now and they're not running from Decker anymore. Yes. Um, it just well, now, becomes. Now, they didn't run from Decker first. Before Decker, it was Lynch. Oh, oh. it was who? Lynch. Colonel Lynch, that's Lynch. right. That's right. The Decker played a much more active role on the show. Lynch was always just kind of this shadowy figure yeah i remember decker always decker had he had some serious venom for um for hannibal yes yeah they had that really gravelly voice yeah but the first two seasons that were great then the last two seasons and then they added um that character that had like the ponytail who was like an explosives expert yeah um you know which is which is the equivalent of adding you know uh chachi to happy days or um you know, ran, yeah. random young character to to a show. Remember, or also Coy, to or Coy and Vance to the Duke of Hazard. <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna touch that. I don't even want to acknowledge they existed. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what those names are. So, uh, uh, well, well, this is gonna okay. So, <clears throat> because this is this is near and dear to my heart, this is gonna lead to the question. So, what, what's your stance on Miami Vice? Yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Scott. I didn't. I really didn't watch Miami Vice. I my my clothing choices were influenced by it. Um, I definitely knew about Crockett and Tubbs. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I would. I was. I was living the Miami Vice culture and the phenomenon. But I really didn't watch the show. It was on. It was on pretty late, wasn't it? Like at ten o'clock. Yes, on Friday nights. Now I remember. Um, yeah, and that's coming up against Falcon Crest, and that's going to be a hard sell for me. <laughs> You're putting the, you're putting the Garibaldi family up against Rock and Tubbs, man. You don't mess with Angela Channing, let me tell you. Um, the, the, it's very similar to the A team, and this is this is what this is what jarred my memory on this is uh, the first two seasons of Miami Vice were some of the best television I think that's ever been produced. Hmm. Um, 
the third season was okay, but then the fourth and fifth seasons, it really started to just unravel. And it was, it was good that it, it went down after the fifth season, but uh, it, it, but the first two seasons, I mean, because they were dealing with things that, you know, that I had never seen dealt with on TV before, particularly, you know, dealing with drugs and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and drug smuggling and, and cartels and things of that nature. It was, uh, it was a, a very well done, very well done show. I mean, it could not withstand the, intensity of the dramas and 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 things today uh it it wouldn't hold up but but for that that particular time it was it was really outstanding and i i i actually own on uh, i actually own all of the all of this all five of the seasons Um, cool i'll have to i'll have to watch i'm going to i'll watch it in the 80s i I know i had a shirt that said bedrock vice and had barney and fred on it that's outstanding that I did get in, that I purchased in South Carolina as a kid at the uh, there's there was a surf shop in Hilton Head Island called SOS. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if you went to Hilton Head growing up. No, didn't do much Hilton Head. Where'd y'all go? Did y'all go to Myrtle? Uh, we would go to Cherry Grove some, and uh, then we shifted toward the end of my time at home. We shifted to Kiowa. You know, yeah, I worked on uh. That's on um, John's Island. I worked on John's Island uh, for about five months at a middle school there. Well, Kiowa is its own island. No, Kiowa is just the name of the plantation. It's on John's Island. We all know that. Let's be real here, Steve. I won't go, I'm, let, me, let me tell you right now. I taught into Hickett because there's a river road and then there's Bow Hickett Road and John's Island. And they meet at a point at the end of that island, which takes you into Kiowa. And Kiowa is really just the name of that plantation because you turn left, you go to Kiowa. You turn right, you go where? Do you remember? Hang on. Oh. Well, we don't want too much dead air, so you're going to go ahead and give me that. <laughs> Seabrook. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. And even you before, actually, um, one of the, the great beaches ever. Now we're really getting off the rails here. Great beach ever is a public beach. Costs five bucks. It's Charleston County is uh, Beach Walker Park, uh, which is just before Kiowa. So uh, when we lived in Somerville, we would go down there all the time. And you can you can go on. You can walk onto the beach there. It's a public beach, and you can actually walk into Kiowa. You're just you're not supposed to leave the beach because all beaches in South Carolina are public. So you just weren't supposed to walk inland into the plantation there. Uh-huh. I, I rode my bike one time. I, it was a bad decision. It was a summer summer morning. I was by myself. I was like, I'm gonna take my bike and ride on the beach down there, and and I rode all the way from Beachwalker down to the 18th hole um, of that golf course. And it was much much further than I realized, and much more difficult to pedal in the sand than I realized. It was probably one of the hottest days of my entire life. But man, that view from the 18th hole was pretty amazing. Yeah, they've got some beautiful golf golf courses down there, without question. Yep. Uh, you know the ocean course they played. Uh, I believe it was a PGA Championship there. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, but Seabrook, interestingly enough, I, I believe, and you ought to know this, uh, is 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 owned or co-opted or something by the State Department of Education. Really? Yes, and it is uh, utilized for field trips. Um, 
And uh, when I was a kid, we uh, most of the schools in South Carolina in either seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember, would go down, would do a trip down to Seabrook Island and stay in the, they've got like a camp facility there with like cabins and such. Um, But there was a counselor there. Uh, whose name was, and he was much beloved. I, doubt I, he killed I don't him. like where this is going because I'm thinking Mr. Belvedere special episode. No, his name was Squirrel Man Jim. <laughs> Squirrel Man Jim. And I'm assuming that Squirrel Man is, is probably gone now. Uh, because can, can I assume he was missing some teeth? He was, I mean, that was, no, no, um, no he looked very similar to Jesus. Or at least pictures of Jesus that you would see. In, I'm, uh, I'm picturing maybe some cut-off denim here. There was probably some cut-off denim. There was almost always a trucker's baseball hat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the mesh style. Uh, he wore some, some dark-colored shades. Uh, Sound like a Gamecocks fan to me. Uh, you know, I could see Squirrel Man being a, being a cock. Um, he, uh, but, but he was a very, uh, very much beloved character. Uh, in these in those parts but let's see that was when i was down there i would have probably i would probably have placed squirrel man in his late 40s early 50s and i would have been down there in 1985 maybe <laughs> this is this guy would be like 80, 85 years old right yes yes so he's he's old now yeah if he's still living you think we could get him as a guest in the show? I mean, if we had a producer that was, you know, worth anything, <laughs> then maybe. But, you know, right now, I'm just worried about our sponsors. Are they still, are we still in good graces with them? I don't know. Again, this is a good time for us to thank our Patreon supporters. Yes. Uh, and and uh, the good folks at Lilford's in Rimford, <laughs> South Carolina. Exactly. Yes. Lilford's. Uh, thank you, Lilford's. Um, and, uh, uh, Land of Frost meets. Uh, <laughs> and also, we want to give a shout out to them. Don't forget the clock drive-in. And the clock drive-in, yes. <laughs> so, all you clock drive-ins out there, we thank you for your support. <laughs> um, Someone was throw out there Three Little Pigs Barbecue in Seneca, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, and you got to throw out the Three Little Pigs Barbecue in Greenville, South Carolina as well. Oh, I know there was one there. Yeah, no, actually, I think it's gone now. I think they closed down a few years back, but uh, but they were some good barbecue. That that was my barbecue standard until my uncle opened his own barbecue restaurant, and that became my new barbecue standard. So shout out to Chrissy Polly's in um, Kernersville, North Carolina, right outside of Winston Salem. Cool. Um, uh, but uh, so yeah, I, you know we we we've gone uh, now. 47 minutes in uh and uh we did we did hit on some toys uh, <laughs> well that now you got me thinking about my first barbecue experience because you know I, I didn't grow up in south carolina but when i moved there and it, i i know i was with at least rob when i think there was a place in rock hill called the chuck wagon am i right the chuck wagon that was that- like out out by the interstate out by 77 maybe close to waffle house um and that, and I remember going in there, and I was I had never been in a restaurant like that, and I was just really confused. And they, I remember they had a chuck wagon sandwich, and I said, "What's you know?" I had no idea what that was. And they're like, "Well, it's ground chuck," and I had no idea what ground chuck was. 
Yeah, you're not talking about uh, sagebrush, are you? That might be it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, that that is that's gone now. Um, so you know you're gonna have to get your chuck wagon sandwiches elsewhere. Um, and that's gone. The hot now's gone too, isn't it? Oh yeah, hot now. I don't know if the hot now made it through ninety two. Oh man. Uh, which you know, how are you gonna feed the family without thirty nine cent burgers? <laughs> I would love to say what Chandler called that place, but I can't because it's a family podcast. Yeah, but you can probably family. remember what he yes, called. I, I do remember it. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I do remember it. Um, so yeah, no, that uh, that whole area is 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 completely different. I actually think where the hot now, I feel like that's where they built the Taco Bell. Um, no, there was a Taco Bell there. Was there already a Taco Bell there? Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was on the other side of the street. Maybe maybe you can cash checks at the Hot and Now now. That was, that still is Cherry Road, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're probably right about the Taco Bell. I can't I can't I can't recall. But but you know there uh you know, we could do a podcast on barbecue. I, I feel qualified to talk about that. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love. I um, definitely have a huge love affair with barbecue. Um, we had one of the best. I don't know if you've ever been to Sprayberries, which is pretty famous in, in Noonan, Georgia. Louis Grizzard used to eat there. Um, it was his favorite barbecue place. But Sprayberries, uh, to me, is that's my um, apex of barbecue. I love it. Some people don't love it, but I do. Um, and for a couple of years, I you know, when I – uh, when I was living in Georgia uh, at UGA, I had some friends from South Georgia, and we went to um, for two years. His, his my friend's dad was on a barbecue cooking team that competed in the Big Pig Jig, which is the Georgia State Barbecue Championships in Vienna, Georgia. And so, um, I can only describe that as the Mardi Gras barbecue, and being some of the two of the most fun weekends I ever had in my entire life, and some of the best food uh, you could ever imagine. Well, I, I need to say, first of all, that you've already hooked me with the name, Sprayberries. What an excellent name. Um, it sounds like some sort of, uh, uh, of you know, uh, digestive issue. Uh, <laughs> but then you said also in the same sentence that which you introduced me to the term Sprayberries, you also said Louis Grizzard. Yep, Louis Grizzard. He was from... He's from Moreland, Georgia, which is uh, uh, in Coweta County. Yes, and I'm I'm familiar with much of Lewis Grizzard, um, and uh, actually have uh, several of his books uh, between either here or my parents' house. Um, that uh, I've, I've 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 always I've always enjoyed his uh, southern charm. We'll call it. Um, the 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 ribs at Sprayberries are uh, some of my favorites. Just everything there, the, the fries there. They they have a, they have a vinegar based slaw, which I really like. So the uh, sauce is very the sauce is very vinegary too. Um, that's like that's, most, that's that's true barbecue. Yeah. That's me. That is that's and that's yeah. not you know in Louisiana here they don't they don't uh, you can't get barbecue like that. This is it's Texas style out here and it's brisket and um, that's not my barbecue and I, and I don't like you know. Is it is it Maurice's barbecue it's in South Carolina around Columbia? Yeah, that, that's, that's mustard not based. That's no, not I don't. That's a disgrace. 
It is. They should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> they should. Anything mustard-based. So we want to give a shout-out to Sprayberries. Uh, we, uh, um, my T-shirt size is extra large. and uh, I, I can – the next time I'm in Noonan, I will get you a Sprayberries T-shirt. We have a, we have a Sprayberries Christmas ornament on our tree. See, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. I, I will accept – a t-shirt from Sprayberries, but I'm, I'm hoping that they're listening to this podcast and they're going to be sending us just a box <laughs> of, uh, of Cersei's for this, uh, this, you know, our, our contribution to their marketing campaign. It's one of those places that was really, uh, it was a fun place to go with me from my friends who were from, from Noonan who lived there their whole life because, you know, they would know absolutely everybody. Uh-huh. A friend, friend of mine I coached soccer with. He's about ten years older than me. Really good friend of mine, and um, he he taught in the school system. He's retired now. I taught in the school system for almost thirty years, and all you know, basically all the girls who grew up in Noonan, they become waitresses at uh, at Sprayberries. Especially if you're like from if you live in that the town part of town um, where I taught for a few years. Um, when every time we go in there, you know, they they would know him and they would sit back and hey hey how you doing? How's your mom doing? That kind of stuff. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. kind of stuff that probably goes on at Milford's. Um, they, they even had, there was a guy who used to eat in there, uh, every day. Uh, and there, and he passed away long ago and there's a little plaque where his stool was, um, recognizing, uh, how much he ate Sprayberry. Sprayberry is kind of place. A friend of mine, Luke, shout out to Luke Headley and Headley Construction in Noonan, Georgia. I'll tell him to listen to this podcast. Um, at the 53 minute mark, uh, I would go in there with my friend Luke and uh, he, you know, his, his family's company has been there forever. So we'd go there and eat and he would just charge it to an account. Uh, that's the kind of place it is. See, that's golden. That's golden. And the food is just, it's really good. The steak fries there are the, the steak fries and that sauce soaks into it. The vinegar based sauce and the steak fries is just good stuff. So when um, we have here in Kershaw, a uh, a full service gas station. Um, Congratulations, y'all finally got one. <laughs> no, 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 and, and, and so they, <laughs> they 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 still come out and pump the gas. That's cool. And uh, and they also let you have a charge account. Um, and so you know we we've come to know quite a few people in the uh, fifteen years that we've been here. The and, greater uh, Kershaw area. Yes, in the greater Kershaw area. But, you know, some of the people that we're friends with have, you know, they grew up here. And uh, uh, one, one couple we know, that the, the wife was telling us that she would bring friends home from college, you know, and, and, and full service has been out of fashion for, gosh, <laughs> since the 70s, maybe. Um, probably the 70s, maybe. Yeah, at least the se- I mean, at the latest, the 70s. And uh, maybe, maybe early 80s, but uh, she would bring friends home uh, from college, you know, to visit her family and, you know, get a home cooked meal, do laundry, whatever. And she said she would take them by the gas station and they would gas up the car and then she'd just drive off like she was like skipping out of paying. <laughs> but they knew her, so they would put it on the charge account, but they, she didn't tell her friends that. And her friends would, would be like freaking out saying, oh, my gosh. You just and you know you just stole the gas, which I thought was very funny. Um, now, there, there are two states. I'm I'm 100 percent certain one of them because my parents live in one of the states. But there are two states that have full service only. Do you know what two states they are? And you said your parents live in one of them. 
Right. So but keep in, keep in mind, my parents recently did move. Oh, crud. That messes me up. It does, uh, doesn't it? <laughs> let's go with, uh, okay, give me, some, give me some geography to work with, some hints. Well, I'll just say that they didn't go far. How about that? Okay, so they were in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. They went to New Jersey. That's right. New Jersey's one of them. Okay. Um, where, give me a geograph. I'll, I'll just say it ain't close to New Jersey. That's all I'll say. Oh, jeez. Um, that seems like something the, the pot smokers out in Colorado would do. That's a good guess. I think it's Oregon, though. I'd have to double check that, but I know at one point Oregon was the same way. My mom would never pump her own gas. She would even pull up the gas stations that didn't have full service, and she would have she would ask an employee to come out and pump gas. If they wouldn't, she would just keep doing that until she found a place to pump her gas. Oh, that's awesome. So, but it's, so it's it's so awkward because you, you drive up to like a gas station in New Jersey and this person walks up to your car, you hand them your credit card, they put it in the machine, you know, give it back to you, pump your gas. It's just weird. I, I don't know. It feels like it takes more time and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was in South Carolina. I was in Columbia at a BP wow. the first time I ever saw one of those pumps where you swiped with your credit card, and that was 1992. And I thought that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. It's fantastic. Pay at the pump. What a concept! And it made me realize, you know, how how far uh, in the future Columbia was from Rock Hill back in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the uh, 57 and a half minute mark. We've got to cram every every other thought we have. We have to cram in the next two and a half minutes. Well, what what we have to do first is it's time for our Mike Schmidt trivia question. Okay. Oh, you have you prepared one? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, I, I, I'm I'm actually going to give you I'm going to give you two. Um, All right. One of them I feel like is a softball. Uh, the the second one, you either know it or you don't. Okay. So the first one is okay. What year was Michael inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, I'm going to say 92. You're a little bit, you're a little bit uh, uh, below the mark. 93? It was 95. Really? Mm-hmm. That means he retired in 89. I was thinking he retired in 87. Okay, according, yeah, that makes sense. According to my research, it's 95. That makes sense. Um was he inducted the same weekend as Steve Carlton? He was inducted with, um, oh gosh, I just read this, uh, Nolan Ryan. Oh wow! No, no, that's not correct. I'm confusing that. He was he and Nolan Ryan were inducted the same uh, into the Little League Hall of Fame together. <laughs> I read a lot of information about Mike Smith, Mike Schmidt before our call. So the other question. And this one is 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 going to be. If you don't know it, it's tricky. What's his middle name? Jack. Oh, gosh, that was awesome. I hey, I grew up listening to Phillies baseball. Every time he hit a home run, Harry Callis would say Michael Jack Schmidt home run. So I heard that a lot. Okay, well that makes sense. That makes sense. I thought you were going to ask me where he was from. I was ready to say Ohio. Um, where you know where where was his last game played? It was it was a game in San Diego. Uh, he he played his whole career at the Phillies. I think he was a rookie in '72. That seems correct. 
You know, I, I remember Mike Schmidt all the way the days back when he had, had the perm and the mustache. Uh, the Which, mustache stayed way, with him, though. Baseball, baseballreference.com ranks his mustache as sixth best of all time. <laughs> Raleigh Fingers has got to be the best, right? Or Deuce uh, Gossage? Yes, yes, without question. Uh, and, and I think Gossage is second. But uh, I, I can't remember. I, I looked at the list, but I didn't. I, I, him being number six, you know, I had to, I had to commit that. Sparky to Lyle had a good one, too. So did Pete Vukovic. <laughs> he played for the Brewers, right? <laughs> yes. Did he exclusively play for the Brewers, though? I don't think so. I think he was the brother of John Vukovic. He played for the Phillies and was on the Phillies coaching staff for a long time as well. Pete Vukovic may have been on the 1980 Phillies, actually. Which is a Mike know. Schmidt connection, which means everything we can tie back to Mike Schmidt in some way. Yes, if we can figure out what film Mike Schmidt and Kevin Bacon starred in together, <laughs> then we will truly have – I mean, that, that might be the, the achievement of, of total enlightenment. Uh, it was called Holy Schmidt, and it was about Kevin Bacon <laughs> playing like a televangelist. <laughs> uh. Yes. All right, so we're at the 61-minute uh, mark. We've done our Mike Schmidt trivia for the evening. We've done our shout-outs to Lilfords and Sprayberries and, uh, and other various affiliates, uh, uh, including Full Circle Toys. That's, uh, that's right, in Full Circle Toys in downtown Noonan. But not limited to Full Circle Toys. No, and, and unfortunately, it would be too far to walk from, from full, full circle to Sprayberries. There's another barbecue place that opened in downtown Noonan called the Oink Joint, which was pretty good, but not Sprayberries. So we've had our Gary story for the evening. Um, yes. We, we discussed uh, which Star Wars toys were not made that should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I think we've done – I think we've done uh, – Bearcast and and the community in general a great service this evening. I think we have too. I think we've really um, we we may have had shared some thoughts that other people had about Star Wars toys as well. Yes, yes. I think there's going to be a lot of buzz on this one. <laughs> I think we we may we may have created a minor stir. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, let's see. Hashtag unmade Star Wars toys. I like it. I was so happy. So I, I uh, a couple of years ago, one of my, what I'm known for is is teaching with Pez dispensers because I have a, this collection of four to five hundred Pez dispensers. I don't know if I told you all about that, but um, I would I just would joke around. Uh, and I, I've never had a tw- I have a Twitter account that I've never ever used or tweeted. But anyway, I, a friend of mine, she would. You know, I would send her pictures I would do, and I made it the hashtag, hashtag dispensing knowledge. And I got a, it got a like from the Pez Corporation, uh, and I was so excited. That's fantastic. That's like a claim to fame right there. It, is, it was the highlight. It was the high point. Now, do you, have, do you have the presidential series? I have some of the early ones, like George Washington, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. I have some of the collector's boxes, like the Mystery Machine and some of the Star Wars ones. Mm-hmm. I like the Wizard of Oz. I have a couple of the Star Trek Next Generation um, with and without Borg. Um, 
Yeah. All right, my friend. So I'm going to leave it at this. We'll sign off with, hey, I'll see you next week. That's what I'm screaming. I like it. And I'm, uh, I'm ready to engage. Engage number one. <laughs> All right. Well, we will, we will talk soon. Sounds great, man. Good to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye.